Hello, my name is Wes Dawson. Welcome back to another episode of Gabagoolinate. Some people have described this podcast as being very similar to the act of skinning a cat. It takes a lot less time than you'd expect. Makes you feel a little bit squeamish, but it goes down real smooth. Now, I don't want to waste any time. I want to get right into it. This week's episode is about generations. We have a lot of ground to cover, including a brand new segment, Gabagoolin with Mac. Now, Mac the Wolfhound is known for his concise, provocative, and powerful statements on various events that have shaped our culture. But in this new segment, we are going to take the time to really break things down, elaborate on our thoughts, and get to the bottom of this debate. Now, of course, the biggest debate going on today is the Gen Z versus Millennials. Now, from the offset, I always found it kind of strange to define yourself based on the year you were born. Uh, Not just strange, it's pretty fucking stupid. Regardless, let's get into it. Now, before we even get into the nitte gritte of it, let me just point out one thing that I always found strange about these debates. When it's like the younger generation is like, well, you know, you guys are old and you just don't get how things work anymore. You're out of touch. And the older generation, you're just a bunch of lazy bums and you don't know what a real day's work is. Like, you can take out these arguments and insert them into any two generations. This is something that's been going on forever, regardless if you're a Gen Z. Like, this was going on even before defined generations were a thing. Like, do do people honestly think this is a unique argument? Every younger generation thinks their stupid expressions are cooler, hipper, and older people just don't get it. And of course, it's always harder for the new generation. Boomers killed your economy, or the generation before you killed your economy. And of course, the boomers' point of view that, oh, back then times were better, there was less crime, we did honest work, and a nickel could buy you a Cadillac. And of course, these great times were unique solely to the period in which you lived. Now, there's plenty to critique on both sides of the debate. But honestly, if you're the generation that was eating Tide Pods and huffing cinnamon, whichever generation that was, honestly, you have little grounds to say anything. And at least the challenges that I was subject to while growing up were more traditionally dangerous in the sense that they just involved consuming large amounts of alcohol. But the one thing that really bothers me, because it's sort of making light of a very serious subject and and trivializes it in some sense, is when people try to make the point that mental illness and stress is more prevalent today than it was for any past generation. Like, are you fucking stupid? Just because people didn't have it as well-defined or categorized or even diluted as it is today doesn't mean it didn't exist. You know, back in the day, they were just saying, like, either you were crazy or it was your womanly time of the month or what, what have you. But to imply that people didn't suffer from mental illness in the past because they didn't have a hashtag to go along with it is absurd. We're all human beings. doesn't really matter what century you grew up in. Of course, we're going to move on to some more open-ended questions, like, are hipsters still a thing? Because I'm telling you, these bastards, they ruin my fashion sense. You know, I've noticed that beanies and pedo glasses seem to be a little less on vogue. It seems to be more like these kind of tie-dye shirts with a chest strap fanny pack and the George Michael earrings, you know, with the, like the long crucifix thing. And this new age, like, mushroom cut thing, you know? It's, it's like shaved on the sides and back, but it's like a poofy mushroom cut, which I guarantee you in 20 years, no one's going to look back and be like, hey, dad, you had a really cool hairstyle in the 2020s. The biggest mystery to me is what happened to the whole Adidas tracksuit gold chain thing. That that seemed to die up before it even really got any legs under it. And one thing I find strange is how like social media has its own kind of set of generations supporting each platform. Now for TikTok, you have the newer generation living in their bubble of positivity and everything is great and there are no criticisms and we're skipping down Gumdrop Avenue and la freaking da. You have Twitter, which is I'm guessing for like cynical millennials. 
it seems to be the nucleus of toxicity and, and negative comments online seem to be coming out of Twitter. YouTube is a bit of a smorgasbord, you know, especially with YouTube's new tendency of censorship and totalitarian control over your content that makes them money. I wouldn't be surprised if a free expression, you know, peer-to-peer platform won't eclipse this completely in the next 10 to 20 years. And of course, we have Facebook, the platform that your parents now find cool and is a great way to stay in touch with GamGam. I think that says more than enough. Now, this episode is unique as we have two special guests coming. Uh, Before we get into Gabagoolin' with Mac, I would like to touch on our expert panel member for this week. So this is an expert in generational divides and is here to explain the difference between generations as well as what is the definitive best generation over the past hundred years. So let me give them a ring. I would like to welcome you to Gabagoolinate and express my sincere gratitude for taking time out of your busy schedule to be here today. Let's not waste any time. Let's get into it. Yep, that sounds about right. All right, well, let's do a quick good bad before we get Mac in studio here. A good? Understanding that experience does have its merit, and it can provide you a more balanced perspective on life. The bad? Assuming that youth equates to ignorance, because sometimes it is the unabashed and original perspective that can provide more success and adventure to an otherwise mundane status quo. Alright, I would like to welcome you to our new segment, Gabagoolin' with Mac. Mac, I'd like to welcome you to the studio. Thank you for taking time to be here today. All right, so let's get into it. Mac, where exactly do you stand on the whole generational debate? (laughs) That is a good point. Considering the rate in which you age, it may be difficult to associate yourself with any one given generational grouping. (laughs) What about myself? (laughs) Hey, I thought I was asking the questions here. Uh, I believe technically I'm a millennial by definition, but considering my coming of age is more throughout the 90s, I'm not really sure where to place myself. (laughs) No, no, I fully agree with you, Mac. Trying to define oneself through the year of birth is a trivial and futile pursuit. I couldn't agree with you more there, Mac. You know, we are a species with such complex interpersonal relationships, political, cultural influences. We are so layered by definition that being able to say, hey, I remember when the Andy Dick show got canceled. Like, what bearing does that have to do on the grand scheme of anything? I'm curious though, Mac, would you have any thoughts on like any universal factors that may connect every generation? Exactly. I feel the same. I believe it's cyclical, and I think that's the key word, my scruffy and exceptionally smelly friend. From the younger point of view, it's like, oh, insert your cool lingo, you don't understand us, and they have this kind of apathetic, nihilistic viewpoint to things. Yes, Mac. Apathetic and overly emotional in some instances. And then you have, like, the older generation that's, oh, these younger kids don't know how to work, and, you know, they're born so naive. Well, Mac, it is my pleasure having you on the program as usual, and I certainly appreciate your input on this subject. Well, what an exceptional episode this was. Unfortunately, we are at the end of it. So upcoming for next week, I'm going to start doing dialogue voiceovers for some classic pornographic films, creating an unexpected cinematic and artistic masterpiece. Move over, Zack Snyder. And also, I take suggestions for the pandering episode. Now, yes, ordinarily, I would say stay true to your art form. Except if you have some impending legal issues over past episodes and require you to pander to your audience in a last-ditch and desperate effort to gain some track in the podcast world. But honestly, how the hell am I supposed to compete when fucking Obama and Bruce Springsteen have a podcast together now? This is ludicrous. 
So thank you. My name is Wes Dawson. This has been Gabagool Nate. Listen, like, share, subscribe, and remember, if you're going to do anything good in this world, make sure you film it and use the appropriate hashtags.